Hello, and welcome to IndieWire's Very Good Television Podcast. I'm Liz Shannon Miller at Lizzle on the Twitters. I'm Ben Travers at Ben T. Travers on the Twitters. And today we are going to have a fight. Today we are going to war. <laughs> civil war, even. Except not so civil, Liz. Not so civil. It's I mean, true. That's punny. I mean, confusing, probably. Yeah, just as an experiment, we're just taking this week to look at some of our favorite shows and then kind of basically just ask that that classic age-old question for the ages, who would win in a fight between various characters? I mean, it seems to be a running theme of 2016 that people who normally really love each other and get along with each other and are working toward the same goal and, you know, are friends even, are just, you know, deciding to throw down. I mean... I guess that's what we're going to do. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Look, some, 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 sometimes it's because for very good reasons. Like, people pull mean pranks on the other people. And, <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes it's for reasons that are inexplicable, like in Batman versus Superman. <laughs> True enough. So ben, ben kind of came up with this idea, so I'm going to make him start with his first show. And we're going to figure out, we're gonna, we're, he's going to present his show, he's going to present his candidate for who would win against all comers in a fight, and then we're going to discuss whether or not he's right. All right, Liz, we're going to start with a classic, and, and just so you know, you, you or listeners are, are aware, um, this is the only show that we shared with each other that we were going to discuss beforehand, because, I mean, one, Liz would know that I would choose the show. You all know what show we're going to talk about here. Right. Um, but otherwise, you know, we're, we're in the dark. We don't know what show it is, and we don't know who we're going to be supporting. Like, like Liz has a list that she's got. I've got my list. We're going to go through them. Um, first up, Liz, are you ready to go to war? Yes. The war is over. The leftovers. <laughs> of course it is. The best show on television. And if I had to choose somebody in the leftovers who's going to win a knockdown drag out fight, I mean, how do you not choose Kevin? I mean, Kevin, he might be immortal, Liz. He has survived death twice now. Mm-hmm. And he's done it in, in the most preposterous of ways. He's, he's fierce. He's strong. He's, he's crafty. He's a cop. He's got like a good mind on him. He's, he's obviously got, you know, some good emotional range that helps him through those crazy hotel rooms, you know, and, and all these, these weird karaoke songs that he's got to do. Um, I really feel like he could take down just about anybody on The Leftovers, but who are you going to put up against? Like, who could beat Kevin? I mean, he is an, an international assassin, so that is yes. an important point to make. Um, um, so I have a because I did have a little mental time to mentally prepare for this one. Um, I am going to say that I feel like Anne Dowd, based solely on the fact that she, ba- Patty, based solely on the fact that she's incorporeal now, like she is untied by space or time. Ergo, she is unbeatable. She's dead. He already beat her. Eh. He shoved her down a well, and she, and then he had to, you know, climb in and finish the job. But she's, I mean, he, he already is she? Patty. Oh, is yeah. she? I mean, I. You do not think that that they would bring her back for season three? I think they will bring her back. I think that she will absolutely show up in some shape or form, but I do not expect her to come back in the sense of uh, in the sense of her being a, 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 the realistic enemy that she once was for Kevin, and, and in the same arena. Okay. That being said, my alternative pick is I have to say John Murphy is a scary mofo. Mm. And we have not seen him fully. Te- we we got some of that in in season two, but I feel like I feel like he could become even more dangerous in season three. I think that's definitely a possibility. I think I think John Murphy is actually. 
I'd be encouraged to think that he's going to go the other way with it. I really felt that connection in the finale, that, that Murphy has kind of been saved along with Kevin and, and the rest of their families. But that being said, Kevin already kicked his ass too, Liz, because he literally, Kevin was just, got shot in the chest, the guy, John, left him for dead, and then guess who came back? Kevin. Yes, yeah. I'm just going to put, put out there that one can win a battle and still lose the war. So you're saying that John won the battle? I'm but saying he lost the war, or or vice versa. Kevin no. in theory, Kevin in theory, by coming back from the dead, did win. That doesn't mean he's going to be the ultimate winner. I think after everything Kevin's gone through in season two and season one, frankly, there's just no way. I mean, I just can't see it, Liz. I I, I respect your decisions. I respect the people you're throwing up against him. But these are both challenges that he has already conquered. So I strongly believe that Kevin would be the champion of this war. All right. I, I mean, I can't... I We don't have a judge in here to... to we need to get a judge. We need to get a judge. I call Steve. Oh, no. We'll be fine. But the point is, I, I feel like you present a fair argument. I'm not good. I, 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 I don't disagree with you entirely. Yeah, maybe we could put it up as a poll in our in our write-up. Just see, yeah. if, uh, see if the audience members here want to decide for us in, in case we have strong opinions one way or the other. Yeah. Uh, but Liz, what do, you, what do you got? What's our next uh, civil war here? Okay. Uh, this show is a show about people who survive and people who try to overcome all obstacles. And I'm picking this, I'm picking this show because it, there are a lot of clear candidates, but I feel like in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, mm. uh, the actual winner of any fight would be Carol Kane's character, Lillian. Oh. And I will present my, my reasons why that lady is a survivor she has outlived at least one husband and dated Ro- uh, Robert Durst and is living, still living around the tilt tail to tail. Like, I don't think there's anything. It's not so much that I think that she would win in a fight. It's just I don't think she's capable of losing. I don't think she's physically capable of being taken down. I, I kind of I want to agree with you. I think that is an excellent pick. I think I don't think that any of the main cast members would be able to defeat Lillian in, in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I would point out that perhaps that Durst connection could come back to bite her in that maybe she doesn't survive her, her relationship with Robert Durst because Robert Durst does like to play the long game. Um, if I was going to put somebody up against her, though, and I don't have a lot of evidence to support this necessarily. I don't know how strong my argument is going to be. It goes kind of on a gut instinct. But I would go with um, Reverend Wayne Gary Wayne. Fair. Um, I feel like he is so charming, as we saw in the courtroom, and also so cleverly manipulative, and also just kind of a, uh, I mean, he'll go that extra mile. You could, you saw his workout routine. He knows how to get some stuff done. He's he knows strong. karate. Yeah, he's, he's got some tricks up his sleeve. Um, if he met Lillian and Lillian didn't necessarily know the bias behind it, she might be able to get kind of suckered into his way of thinking, and next thing she knows, she's trapped in a bunker. Yeah, is she the cult type, do you think? Like, she doesn't seem like the kind of person who falls in with, like, a movement. I wouldn't necessarily think so, but I, I do feel like she has some form of susceptibility towards the right kind of people. Like, after mm. all, she's largely letting Titus live there rent-free. Yeah. Um, so if, if he could kind of figure out how to get on that side of her, mm-hmm. you know, expose that weakness, 
then maybe he could do it. But yeah, if if I mean if you're making me put my money on the line, I'd probably agree with you and say Lillian is 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 the de facto champion of that war. Excellent. She's she's a tough one. Yeah. That's good. Well, thank you for agreeing with me. Yeah, I'd, I'd go with it, but I'd be curious. If, I mean, there's a lot of characters on this show, so maybe there's some some ideas out there. I mean, yeah. it's hard to root against Kimmy Schmidt. She's so positive. She's so you know unbreakable. Yeah, um, and she's and she's not weak. Like she'll she'll punch a bitch. Oh yeah, she'll go out there. So who knows? Yeah. If, if Kimmy Kimmy had went up against Lillian at any point, like, it's so hard to imagine it on that show because you know it's it's so positive and happy. Like you, like they've obviously had a lot of challenges. I mean, maybe that's why my mind went to Reverend Gateway. Reverend Wayne, Gary Wayne. Yes. Um, because I just don't want to see... Like, it hurts me when, when Titus and Kimmy fight, like, emotionally. Like, if they just have a, a minor falling out. It's like, oh, no, I don't want that. I just want them to be happy. Aw. Okay. Well, that being said, Ben, well, who's your ne- what's your next fight? All right, I'm going, I'm going straight for the good stuff here, Liz. This is, this is a show where, I mean... There's lots of examples of combat, lots of examples of, of throwing down, lots of examples of, of just, you know, stone-cold killing machines. Right. I'm going with the Americans. <laughs> and it is the last matchup you'd ever want to imagine, but it's also the one that's been brewing throughout the whole series of the show in, in mostly an emotional sense. Uh, but it's Philip versus Elizabeth. Oh. I gotta go with Elizabeth. I... You know, I can't fight you there. Like I, mean, I, I, I don't I don't think I don't think Philip comes out of that one. I think Philip even I don't even know what scenario you could put him in at this point in which he wouldn't just give in. Like he wouldn't just be like, Nope, can't do it. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sacrifice myself and let the mother of my children survive. But even beyond that, even if even if you could come up with a scenario in which Philip was, you know, angry enough to go at Elizabeth, mm-hmm. Elizabeth is just a beast. Like she can just she can just destroy human beings. I mean, watching her in that season three opening when she took on those two FBI agents, including Gad. I mean, that was when she was wearing. That was when she looked her weakest, and she was just ready to to, to go at it. I mean, even early in the seasons, like when when they were like kidnapped, taken away, and they had to get sick. Like she was just she was a boss. Yeah, it's interesting because it, it does speak to a trope uh, I notice a lot with procedure. Uh, I've been noticing a lot because I was thinking about that. I was thinking about Castle. I was thinking about the X Files, and I was thinking like a lot of those shows, like the the the, the female and the in the partnership. I guess for some sort of fun version of role reversal, uh, tends to be like kind of the tougher badass. And you know, you saw that in this season of the X Files, where you know Scully had a couple of really awesome takedowns, uh, whereas Mulder just kind of flailed and dropped his gun. Uh, you're forgetting about when he danced around to uh, do a line dance in a cowboy hat. That was obviously a physical excursion that I'm not sure anyone could top. Oh yes, I forgot about that. I don't know <laughs> I... how. Didn't actively block it out in any way, shape, or form. Oh, never. That was glorious. <laughs> of course not. Oh man. Uh, but that was a good. It's a. It's a good. It's a good show to question. I mean, are there's no one from the Russians from the more proper Russian spy side that you think would be no able way. to take? I, I don't think there's anybody in the FBI. Like if if I mean, Stan is is much more of a cerebral FBI agent. Like he knows what he's doing. He's a smart agent. It's very clever, very good at, at discerning clues and putting things together despite not knowing that his neighbors are Russian spies. Um, but he he is not a physical match for them. I, I mean, it would take two or three. I mean, Adderholt, no, she already beat up Gad. 
as, as far as the people in, in the Russian organization, most of them are just, they're either too young and they want to know what they're doing, or they're too old and they're out of the game. Like, she's in her prime, she's ready to go. Okay. Not even character actress Margot Martindale? Absolutely not. She was already destroyed by Elizabeth early in the seasons, so. Fair enough. Sticking with Elizabeth here. Fair enough. Fair, good, fair, fair pick. So, my next show is The People vs. O.J. Simpson. Oh, boy. And I really tore myself up about this one because there are a lot of characters, and none of them are terribly physically imposing. In fact, actually, it's one of the critiques of the show that is the most interesting. It's the fact that there's something about Cuba Gooding Jr.'s casting that doesn't... He's not quite the massive male figure that the real O.J. Simpson was, and that affects the perception of him within the show and all that. That being said, uh, if we're on on a sheer physical might level, I think it'd be Christopher Darden. Because, uh, but at the same time, like you have to ask yourself, like when in the course of the show, like earlier in the series, when he still has a lot of his still has a lot of his vigor, or you know, because by the end of the season, he is basically emotionally beaten, and you know, in a way that you know, it's hard to come back from. He's got some rage inside him, though. He does. Who who would I put up against Darden? Um, What's interesting about Cuba's casting, as you mentioned, is it's hard for me to imagine him as a football player, which obviously O.J. Simpson was, and also the Cuba Gooding Jr.'s other most prominent role. He played a football player in Jerry Maguire. And yet yet you still can't. And yet I still am just like, no, he just, he looks nothing like a professional athlete. Um, God, I, I mean, I think Darden's probably the top pick. I, I want to make some sort of argument for Marsha Clark, but it was almost like she was, she, her, her portrayal in that show exposed so much empathy, and she's obviously got a lot of fight in her, but if, if you're talking about, you know, being emotionally beat down, she definitely took it the hardest in that series. Um, so by the end of it, it would be a different story. And Darden would still, I think he'd still be the, the champion there. I mean, Schwimmer, you know, Robert Kardashian, he, he's in good shape. Ross looked really cut in those last episodes of Friends, and he was hiding a lot <laughs> under those suits in this one. But, I mean, really, if, if you're just doing physical prowess and you wanted to see you know, a nice boxing match, Darden versus versus Kardashian in that, in that bout would be... Pretty equal. I feel like they're both about the same height. Uh, reach would be similar. They seem to both be in pretty good shape. Um, Darden's obviously a little bit angrier, but they're both fairly composed individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, so that could be an interesting fight. I think I'd still probably go with Darden. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's that's tricky. I will say, uh, having seen the uh, ESPN documentary OJ Made in America, uh, that documentary does actually feature a heavy usage of Marsha Clark. He, she did a, a, did a fair, a fair amount of interviewing, uh, did a fair amount of speaking on everything that happened. Uh, and she's still pretty tough. She's oh, still yeah. a tough dame. And I feel like, you know, the sh- you know, of course, like what she went through during the original trial was incredibly tough. I think she's still got some spark in her and, you know, you know, give her, give her some brass knuckles or something. I feel like she'd be, she'd be, you know, able to hold her own. Well, this is a tricky proposition because, you know, in, in the in the realm in which we presented this, we were talking about TV shows, and most of them don't have some sort of outside context where you can look at them later down the line to see what they've developed into today. 
So if we're only looking at like how they exist within the TV show, and, and depending on where we are in the TV show when these people go, to, like when they throw down, that's going to make a bit of a difference. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's also, I mean, going back to the original point though, it's hard to discount Simpson entirely. He murdered two people. He, allegedly he could, murdered. He uh, allegedly, in quotes, <laughs> murdered two people. Uh, so it'd be it'd be hard to say that he's not going to win in, in another in another fight. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, Darden, I'd probably, yeah, Darden's a good pick. I think the thing is, like, O.J. Simpson's so unstable, theoretically. It's a tough one, though. It's not an easy discussion. Yeah, there's a lot of good contenders there. I don't think, I don't, I, the one person I'd throw out, John Travolta's not going to win. No, no. But he'll, he'll just kind of ease his way out of the actual fighting. You won't actually have to fight. Yeah, he's, he's smart enough to get out of it. So, Ben, what's your next show? All right, we're going back to the comedy realm. Okay. We're going to people who, who can really, you know, the verbal tenacity of these two is, is untouchable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's one of our favorite shows on TV. It's got uh, a good following that's building up, I hope. Really counting on some Emmy noms this year. Like, that'd be great. I'm going with You're the Worst. Mm. And we're going to take Jimmy versus Gretchen. Mm. And I got to go with Gretchen. Hmm. Like, I I feel like in season two, there was definitely a softening of sorts of each of the characters. Like, we really got to know some stuff. And it, uh, frankly, for long stretches in season two, it's hard to imagine Gretchen physically doing anything, let alone fighting. But then you get that episode where they try to have, like, a little bit of an intervention, a little bit of a talk with Gretchen, and you see her side, like, step out. And I just don't think there's any way that Jimmy could counter that, even though he's got the height, he's got the reach, he's got, like, the physical prowess. I mean, and he's angry. Like, he's got some anger within him, too. If he gets hurt, if you if he's, you get stuck in the heart like he was, especially towards the end of season one, and he's going to come out kicking. But honestly, I just, between what Gretchen does for a living, uh, as well as just, as well as just her, her, demons i guess inside of her, her darkness i mean she's gonna win that fight i hear everything you're saying i think that a third contender comes in i think Lindsay is ruthless enough to take some heads like i don't think i i think i think whoever wins between Gret, jimmy and gretchen kether comes in Lindsay comes in and just takes some heads i don't i don't know i i disagree i really feel like gretchen wouldn't I feel like we've we've seen those confrontations before, and I, I've we've definitely seen Lindsay get into a scenario in which she's not going to back down, and it's it's obviously very intimidating. But Gretchen, you know, when 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 she took on Lindsay in that scenario that I mentioned before, it's hard to imagine Lindsay coming back from that. It's hard to imagine Gretchen being less than the dominant person in that relationship. Hmm. So I, I'd, I'd still go with Gretchen, even if she was weakened by a fight with Jimmy beforehand. Interesting. Okay. I don't know if I agree, but... Put it to the poll! Put it to the poll! Um, so, it's my turn, huh? It's your turn, Liz. Okay. Well, I don't know if how... I'm trying to remember how familiar... Okay, I'm going to go with the one I know you're more familiar with. I am wondering... Who would beat? Who would best somebody? Who would be the Who would be the champion on Hulu's The Path? Because oh, uh, yeah. I think there's there are two. The thing is, uh, it's hard to. It, we're going to try to avoid 
that one's still kind of running, but both Ben and I have seen the full first season. So we're going to have to be careful about not, not doing any spoilers. But there are two or three characters who I think would be easily able to hold their own. No, Ben's just shaking his head. No, it's Cal. Cal, Cal, you think Cal takes it? I, without spoiling anything, without spoiling anything, just the uh, the intensity of Cal mm-hmm. in those early episodes, and, and this is Hugh Dancy's character, in case you're not uh, overly familiar with the path, which you should be, fantastic show. Um, but yeah, Cal, Cal has it on every level. Cal is is very physically fit, as you can see. He's very strong. He's willing to use that strength to his advantage. Um, mentally, he knows exactly how to find your weakness. Like he knows exactly how to talk to you, how to communicate. Um, I feel like even if you just threw him in a pit with any of the other characters, there's no way anyone else is coming out. Like he'd find a way out of that pit, even if there was no ladder. Like he would he would get up out. Of, I mean, he'd find the ladder because it would come down from. The mm-hmm. mountain in in Peru or wherever the the fictional Myerism ladder is, but anyway, he he. I just, I mean, yeah, Cal. Okay, I mean, the only other contender is potentially Sarah, the, played by Michelle Monaghan, because that lady, when she gets in the beast mode, is a beast. Yeah, she definitely. She, I felt like she was given an opportunity, um, without again getting too spoilery, when when she interacted with Mika Kelly. Uh, Jason Kadem's veteran for Friday Night Lights. Um, shout out to the best show I've ever made. But uh, <laughs> I, 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 you could see kind of how far she was willing to go. You could see that she definitely had some some anger inside of her. I just don't know if she could commit to the same extent that Cal could. Like, and and honestly, that's speaking to the better of her character on the show. Like in general, um, I feel like Cal has proven that he could go to just the depths, like just all the way down to the bottom. Now, if you wanted to mix shows and just do like actor on actor, if you wanted right. to take Hugh Dancy on The Path versus Hugh Dancy on Hannibal, I mean, that's an interesting matchup. I'd still probably go with Cal, but it's, I mean, Will Graham's got some, he's got some tricks up his sleeve too. He does. And it is fascinating to imagine just how how characters versus characters played by the same actor would face off, because then you have like the same physical the same physical specs, but different mentalities. Well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the interesting thing about the path in general. A lot of the emotions on that show are very repressed, despite the idea that they're always talking about um, unburdening and, and, and being open and honest about everything. There's so much stuff that's just within you that you, it would be, it could leap out at any moment and a lot of stuff could change. Um, honestly, one of the characters, I mean, the first character you see on the show, uh, the woman who was found in Mary. the wreckage, Mary, I mean, she's got some, she could do some damage as well. Um, and she very well might in, in coming seasons. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I mean, Cal has definitely been set up in that power position. You, you've seen kind of what he's willing to do for it. And I just, I mean, Hugh Dancy, man. He, yeah. can, he can throw it down. He can. It's true. I feel like, do, you, do, we, do we want to do one more each, or do we feel like we've kind of covered... Well, I've got one more that i got to throw out there because I honestly don't have an answer for it. I, okay. I think I'm going to try to make a case for somebody, but I might All just right. go back on myself. Hit so me. I'm very curious to see what, what we think. And this is another one that's very much in line. We've seen these people fight each other before, but they've never been, you know, going all the way through with it. And, and it's Archer. 
Ah. Um, all of these people are, are trained assassins except for Cyril. Because, I mean, come on. But, uh, but no, like, if, if, like, especially if Archer and Lana went up against each other. Oh, I would hate that. Obviously, you never want to see happen. But it has that. happened to some extent over the course of these seven seasons to an interesting degree. I don't know who would actually win. I don't know who would, who would, who could physically outmatch the other one. Well, I think the thing is, I think now that we are in this new modern age of Archer, where he is cognizant of his mortality, and he still rejects it though. Yeah, <laughs> like he still, but he's, he still doesn't believe it. But he still wants to. Basically, he's thinking they they think about uh, their baby uh, together, and I think I think that would be. I think he would. I think he would throw the fight. Just because of that, because of Imogen. Is what is it? Abergene? Abergene. Abergene. I I want to agree with you, and yet I also feel like because Archer always comes up with he always comes up with an argument for what he decides to do, that if he was pitted in a battle against her and only one of them would come out on top, and we were setting aside perhaps some of the emotional levels that maybe they would just just back down, one of them might back down. Um, I think he could come up with a reason why he might be the better parent in the scenario, or why he might be the one who should survive. Like I, I don't know what this that is argument a very is. dark conversation. To, I, well, of course, is there? We're talking about. Well, I mean, it's just as dark as all the Americans. You know, I'd, I'd be much more torn up watching Elizabeth and Philip have a knockdown, dragout brawl than these two. But, um, but no, I, I mean, I honest, just just trying to remember the various scenarios over the years in which we've seen them. You know. Have have some really serious battles, and Archer has had more, and he's had more where it's him versus you know just a plethora of people, like just an un, uncountable like surrounding of, of villains, um, and he's come out on top. Like he survived these instances, uh, and Lana hasn't necessarily had the same scenario. But when she you know gets into it, there's no stopping her. Like nobody's been able to be Lana. So I I, I don't know. I I'd be very curious to hear. Uh, a strong opinion one way or the other. Oh. Still makes me sad, though. That one, that one of all these fights, that one makes me the saddest. You're very unpredictable, Liz. Yeah. I, 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 I really care about Lana and Archer. I, I, I like their story. It's kind of this weird, unconventional romance. I feel like this season should be very disturbing for you, then. <laughs> a little bit. A little, I'm having a little bit of trouble with it, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, Ben, what was the best thing you watched last week? The best thing I watched last week were the first two episodes of Grace and Frankie. Okay. I I honestly, I feel like after that first season, one of the biggest discussions we had, and you were foremost in the discussion, like, putting this out there, was of tone. Like, it was a show that was really hard to define exactly what it was going for because it had all these really, you know, funny, great scenes, and it was billed as a comedy, and it had these great comedic actors at the core of it. Um... But it also got into some really dark drama and some really serious emotional areas. And, you know, I I felt like it really came together as the season went along. But now that we're starting season two, I feel like you're you're very well prepared for that. You're 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 ready for what's coming. Whereas before you kind of had to make a few adjustments and now it feels smoother. And even in that first episode, which has a lot of material in it, they threw a lot at you early on. um, It really stuck for me like it all kind of worked pretty well. So I, I was really excited about those first two episodes, and I'm curious to see where the rest of the season goes. Uh, I've seen, I, I have to say, I've seen slightly more than you. I've seen uh, through, I think I'm about halfway through the first, se- the second season. And, yeah, I would agree with that assessment. I think that the show fi- has figured out what it wants to be 
know, in a way that feels more coherent than than last year. And oh. I think it's just like, and I think there's a lot of good stuff so far. I'm not even sure that it's about that it's necessarily on the show. I think it might have been on the viewer. Like it may have just taken us the amount of time, and then we associate with that. I'd have to go back and, and really revisit it and, and go beat by beat. I didn't feel like a lot changed. I felt like it was a little more densely packed in that first episode than some of the other ones throughout the first season. But I think the onus might just be on us in, in taking that time to get through it. And yeah, sure, some of that falls to the showrunners and the writers in, in the way that you have to be prepared for that, that they have to build you into that, or they have to be so set and so firm in everything that they're doing that it just it just works right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I think it might have it might be more on the viewers than it is on them making adjustments in season two. I don't know about that. Like that's kind of a that's kind of a chicken or eggs. That might be more chicken or eggy than than we want to go, but well, than we wanted to find. I don't know if that made any sense, but yeah, it's an interesting point for sure. Um, as for me, the best thing I'm I'm almost I don't know why this has taken me so long, but I'm almost done with the first season of Ballers, and. <laughs> it took me some time to get into that one, but I've been really finding myself charmed by Mr. The Rock. Um, I find, I don't know, it's like, it is, I mean, I admittedly am a soft touch for this one because I was, uh, I am, am I a fan of Entourage or is Entourage something that just happened to me and uh, left me forever changed? There's definitely an obsession that comes into play and loyal listeners can speak to that. Oh, pish pot. It's hardly, by comparison, my, my interest in Entourage is hardly as bad as it could be. I don't know. What do you mean? One more? Like, how much further down the line would it have gone? Like, if, if you, like, actually believe that the show was, like, a great show, would it have been, would it have just been bigger? Like, what? I don't know. I just... You mentioned Entourage at least twice a week. Yeah, you mentioned The Leftovers at least twice a day. The Leftovers is still on the air, and it is the best show on television. There's, like, justifiable rationale for it, at least. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm a little overboard, and it's become a bit of a, a, a running joke. But, I mean, the Entourage thing, is, it's, it's surprising to me that simply because everyone kept saying Ballers was the sport, was like the the rocks version of entourage that you didn't just leap at it out of some sort of, you know, morbid fascination at the very best. I mean, morbid fascination is maybe one word for it, but no, it took, I just didn't really kind of hook into some of the, the non rock characters until recently. And I think that was a big factor. Best, best guy on the show is Rob Cordry. Look, I I, I don't disagree with that, but also, uh, you know, Richard Schiff is on that show. Hello. That's Liz, that's Liz Bate right there. Denzel Washington Kid, pretty good too. Yeah, I like him a lot. Uh, his character finally kind of really came through for me. Uh, and he was a football player. Yes. Which is fascinating. Because he also, you could look at him and be like, you know what, I don't see you as being a wide receiver, and yet he was one. You, are very, you have very specific definitions of what you think professional football players look like. Well, I mean, I watch a lot of sports, so I know what they look like. <laughs> I mean... You don't look. You don't watch a lot of baseball and then go, yeah, that that Tim Robbins and Bull Durham, he's spot on. That looks like a professional pitcher to me. He doesn't. No. Okay. Good to know. At least his motion, like at least his throwing motion. All right, Ben. What are you looking forward to watching next? Uh, I'm looking forward to the Netflix original series. Uh, apparently, I'm all Netflix this week. Um, I'm looking forward to the Netflix original series Marseille. Is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say it. 
Liz speaks uh, different languages, so she can. I, I speak. Uh, I speak un peu français. That pro that came out really bad. I think. I, I I studied high school in French. I studied French in high school, which is about the most multilingual we get in the TV team. Well, she's still. I mean, she busted out every once in a while just to throw me off my game, and it really does. I just get baffled because I don't know what's happening. Yes, but um, uh, but yeah, Marseille is the correct pronunciation. I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm very curious about what their you know first first all. And this is made the, in France. It's it's in French. It stars Gerard Depardieu. The most French you um, can get. It's it's fully committed to this um, to being you know an international show, and there I don't feel like there's a huge marketing presence for it over here in America. Obviously, we're not the target audience. This is them trying to expand. This is them trying to grow their subscriber base all over the world. Um, but how it plays here, I think, will be pretty interesting because. Um, it's a Netflix original series, and some people will just try it no matter what. Like, mm -hmm. it's got to that stage where if it comes up on Netflix, it's very easy for people to watch it, and that breeds discussion, and that kind of, you know, keeps things going. Um, so I'm, I'm very interested to see, you know, one, how good it is, you know, what it's, what it's constructed like, what, you know, the, 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 just the reaction is. But yeah, the, the discussion and kind of the overall, um, overall buzz for this show over the next week or so is going to be very curious for me. When does it come out again? Thursday, actually. This Thursday? Yeah. Oh, wow. Thursday. I wonder if there's like some sort of French national holiday on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's not Game of Thrones Day, so there's no no time off. Oh, like, like you get in the UK. Yeah. Good times. Uh, but what about you, Liz? What are you looking forward to that's maybe not in French? Um... I don't believe there's too much of it in French, uh, but I'm looking forward to sitting down once again with Preacher, uh, which is the upcoming AMC show. I've, maybe I've mentioned it before here. We I got to see an early screening of the pilot back in January, and it also premiered at South by Southwest. So it's been out, the pilot at least has been out there in the ether for a little while. Uh, but what I, 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 I read the original comics, and when I saw the, the new show, it's like, Man, it's, it's really, in some respects, it's a very faithful adaptation. In other respects, wow, they went completely in an opposite direction. Uh, it's very much its own thing. Uh, thematically, it, it bears a great deal of resemblance to the original story, but they've taken characters in completely new directions. They've really expanded out what the universe could be like. I, 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 I We have four episodes, and I'm really excited to really dig into them and see how the show... Not, I mean, not even necessarily how the show compares to the comic, but just how the show takes what's an incredibly bizarre subject matter and uh, a very extreme look at faith and religion in our modern times and how it makes that, you know, enjoyable te television. Look at all these religious shows coming out. Everybody's getting on board. Everyone this loves... may not be targeted to the same market as, say, The Path or The Leftovers, but, I mean... Somewhat different. Somewhat different audience... But hey, yeah. conversation's getting out there. It, no more taboo. No, it is less taboo to talk about religion on television these days. It's true. That that could be a whole podcast right there. Oh, man, and we spent the whole time debating over who would win in a fight. A very important discussion. It's true. I know you're all wondering. <laughs> and for more insightful commentary like this, you can go to IndieWire.com for news, reviews, interviews, features. And if you want to hear an actual review of the actual movie, Civil War, Captain America, number three, Avengers, Trifecta, uh, make sure you listen to Ann Thompson and Eric Cohen on Screen Talk. Um, Eric's indie opinions on this movie are, I can't wait to hear them. 
Um, and Anne has, has gone on record as, as being a little bit averse to these good people battling each other. Like, just seeing that happen was a I'm not looking forward to it. Um, so, yeah, I think that's an interesting perspective as well. There's, they're full of them. Um, Can is coming up, which is just going to be incredible. It's going to set the pace for the rest of the year, so make sure you tune in for that as well. Yeah, and you can find Ben on Twitter at Ben T. Travers. And you can find Liz on Twitter at Lizlet. That's with an I and an E. That's correct. We'll be back next week. And in the meantime, you guys, keep watching television. Mm-hmm.